Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. To the cloud we go. We have gone to the cloud. We're recording live. I'm excited. So Let's good. Go. I can't wait to introduce my guest today. He is an absolute badass. He's an entrepreneur, an author, a podcaster, a speaker, a trusted advisor to the stars, featured on places like New York Times, HuffPost, Wall Street Journal, Come On, Entrepreneur Forbes, all these things, Inc. Magazine. And he has an innovative approach to lending, to business lending, multiple SBA awards. and I got to say, I had a chance to hear him speak last week. I was in, enthusiastically involved. I was raising my hand, asking probably dumb questions, had a great time. He's the author of The, the Growth Dilemma. He is the host of the weekly um, Emmy Sites podcast and founder and CEO of the multi-funding and title company, Ami Kassar. Welcome to the show, sir. Casey, pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Uh, I learned so much from you in that presentation, and I feel like I'm cheating a little bit being able to, to talk to you again and, and learn from you again in a different topic this time than lending. This is all about podcasting, and I know your show, you love it. I was just looking at it on iTunes, and we love this stuff. So let me stop talking and ask you this question that where we start every show. Pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for a great podcast. So Casey, it's podcasts is still something I feel like I'm learning and sure. I don't necessarily feel like I'm an expert in it in any shape or form. But when I have a guest on and we do a weekly show, what I really want to try out is draw out that guest's inner genius, whatever it is, what nuggets of wisdom are inside there that we can share with our listeners. Our listeners are entrepreneurs. Many of them are members of entrepreneurs organization that you and I are both members of. Definitely. And so I try to bring um, eclectic and interesting guests on, and I really want to try and draw out their inner genius. My hope is if someone listens and I don't want the shows to go on too long, maybe 20 minutes, I hope you'll get a couple of nuggets out of there. You'll get some wisdom that will hopefully help you with some business challenge or something that you're working on. Absolutely. It, it, the value, the value to the listener is is definitely something to be considered. What what makes your show so great? I, and I understand we're all students of the game here for sure. But is there something that stands out as your most important thing that you do to be able to provide that that value of those nuggets? Well, I hope I have access to interesting guests, right? So, in my thought leadership work and my speaking around the country, I get to meet a lot of interesting people and in our work at multifunding. And I'm constantly on the hunt for a guest that I think would have an interesting perspective mm -hmm. to, to a, a, a listener. And I try to mix it up. It's not, I don't have one particular format. I'm not not on there talking about SBA loans <laughs> every week. I think that would put people to sleep. 
Um, we're all entrepreneurs. We are involved in different things and um, interesting and creative ideas and perspectives, I think, are really important to our work. So I hope if someone chooses to log on and listen, it's because they, oh, there's going to be something cool in there, something neat, maybe a perspective or an insight or an idea that I had not gotten before. So I want to ask you this about, about that, about that people logging in, hope, hoping they'll find something interesting and unique. What part of that comes from the, the actual guest themselves, or can any guest have something interesting and, and some, the nuggets, if you will? I mean, I hope I'm a good interviewer, right? Yeah. So um, I'd like to ask, start the podcast, people tease me about it, but my staple open question is, Casey, thanks for joining my show. Tell me everything. <laughs> and for people who haven't listened to it before, that throws them off guard a little bit. But I should lose some people up, have some fun, learn a little bit about what makes them tick, and ask them a couple of probing questions as they go along. I also don't want to have them prepare too much for the podcast. I want it to be a little bit you know, contemporaneous and flowing and natural and just have a chat. Mm, that, that mix between you want to avoid the over scripting. You want to get the real them, not that robotic. I wrote this out yesterday. Them. That's my goal. And if it's robotic, it's boring in my yeah. It, have, have you ever, have you been on an episode where it kind of felt like that? Yeah. I don't love some of our episodes now. What do you do to get out of it? I mean, we still run all of them out of respect for the person who, oh, of course, of course, who, who takes the time to interview us. But some of them, at the end of them, I'm like, well, why did I invite that person on? Okay, yeah, so, yeah it doesn't happen that often, but sometimes no. I'd love it when. I mean, my favorite are when we really have an entrepreneur on uh, versus, say, a coach or a consultant. I mean, and we mix it up, but. Again, this is, I think I've done about 75 episodes. I do them once a week. I'm not sure if that's the right rhythm or not, but that's what we're doing. And uh, people seem to like it. So it's all good. Exactly. And, you know, it's art too. There's a, there's a little bit of science too, but it, it is art. And in the end of the day, if you're enjoying yourself, then, I mean, that's how I, like if I'm, in, I'm enjoying this podcast, so if no one wants to listen, well, I hope they do so that I send them your way. But like, you know, if we had a good conversation, then all right. Okay. And then what's great is the audience tends to follow, you know, that tends to happen. If you don't make it all about them, they tend to be intrigued by that. Just, you know, I want to, I want to learn something from every one of my guests. And if I can learn something from them, hopefully folks on the other side will be learning as well. Absolutely. So I want to follow up with the not preparing too much and talk about preparing too much and talk about preparing. Do you do a prep call? What kind of activities do you do to prepare for the show? Nothing. Nothing. Tell me more. Tell me <laughs> everything about that. I mean, I, I want it to be kind of just fun and I don't want it to be too scripted and 
So, and of course there's some risk in that, right? So even when I, and I do a lot of public speaking and uh, Casey, you were there last week, I deliberately leave the last 30 to 40% of the presentation for Q and A. Now as a presenter, that's a little scary. What if you get no questions? That's true. <laughs> okay, but um, somehow I I all all I also always manage to get the presentation. It's a little bit why I despise PowerPoint. It drives me crazy if someone's trying to sell me or pitch me something and they come in with their PowerPoint deck, and I'll ask them a question and they go, no, 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 that's slide twenty six. That's you, later. <laughs> you have to wait nine slides because I've organize the information in the way I want to present it to you. And so don't mess with my rhythm. Okay. And I think that sucks. So um, if they don't want to answer my question, they tell me to wait nine more slides. I like to leave the room and don't come back. Right. So it's not dissimilar with my philosophy about uh, just telling that sometimes people will call or write one of my team members and say, what does Ami want to talk about and what are his questions so I can get ready and this and this. And I'll say, uh-uh, just get ready for have chat. I mean, I, lo- I love hearing different approaches on the show. In, in my background is like, and you experienced it, I'm like the prep call guy. No, we're not scripting everything, but we've got some questions. We've talked, we've sort of talked about one of them, and then other ones I've let you know about them, which probably bothered you a little bit because you're like, just surprise me. Um, so but it's really interesting to hear that approach of just no, I just you accept the risk and you just want to experience that person. Tell me about guests that can't do that, though. I mean, you and I can probably riff on it for hours. Have you had guests on there who get really nervous about that? You know, making stuff up on the spot. Um, it it is not fun, and it just lands up being a shorter interview. True. So again, that's one of the beauties of podcasting. Um, you don't have to. It's not like a TV spot where you have four minutes and thirty seven seconds to fill or something. Yeah, and we're standing here live. I don't know what to do next with my body. Yeah, yeah. If it shows 10 minutes, it's 10 minutes. Or if it's yeah. 20 minutes, it's 20 minutes. Or 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes. So there's a lot of being shorter shows. It's interesting what you're making me think about in this interview. If after an interview, if I think it was boring, maybe I shouldn't run it. And that's a great question. I love that. I just sort of hash that out with you because I, a lot of folks I've even talked to today, they, they've said like, oh, of course I would always air it in respect to their time. I've, I, I've actually not aired one episode of my marketing show. Have you ever not aired any of your episodes? I've aired all of them, but maybe that's dumb. Uh, well, it, it was a rare occasion for me. It was this super ske- sketchy SEO snake oil salesman. And he was just trying to sell some coaching course. It was like, and it came from a podcast booker too, which is, can be the worst. Um, and you know what? I knew it on the prep call. I knew it. I should have done it then. See, that's one of the things I can... Sometimes some of the folks we work with on the prep call, they go, okay, this is not a fit. And then you can just, you know, avoid spending the time. Um, but I knew it and I didn't do anything about it. And we got on the show and he was just being all kind of sketchy. And so eight minutes in, 
I was like, okay, great. You know, thanks for jump coming, man. I appreciate it. All right. That's another episode of the Hark Mark show. And this, this thing is normally booked for an hour and a half. So, but he didn't even notice because he didn't even care. Right. So well, there you go. that one never slid a day. You, you learned your lesson. So I just decided that if I don't like a show after I tape it, I'm not running it. That's help. Thank you for helping me make that decision. Really? You just would have made that decision right now. Yeah. That's cool. What are you going to say to the person when they ask you where their episode is? Just decided to tell them that it's running in 2027. I don't know. <laughs> well, there, you know, there are ways to uninvite people um, from shows. And it's interesting because, I mean, it depends on the goal of the show, right? If the goal is, is entertainment or if the goal is a conversation or relationship, then, you know, or business development, some of the people use it for that. And then if, if it's just not a fit, I did have a, I did have a great experience. I, I met someone at EOGLC up in, up in Toronto. And you know what, at a cocktail party, I invited someone to be on my podcast and because they mentioned marketing or something, I was like, Oh, you should be on my podcast. And I, we didn't really think about it. So I, I think more about it now, but she was not a fit. We got on the prep call and she's like, you know what? My friend might be a little bit better fit for your show. We were B2B. She was B2C. It just, and she just wasn't interested. So it was like a nice, nice parting, you know? And that's all good, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's all good. And I think that it's, again, I also, like, I'm not a heavy process person. So the people on my team are like, we need one podcast to go. Like they have this like boom, boom, boom routine. Like it gets launched once a week. And I'm like, we missed a week would it really matter right right well, maybe maybe it would i don't know but and that that's a great thing to find out you know and if people start crying about it then you know if you're and if your audience is like Where, where's my episode man now you know you got something right yeah um, maybe that's a good idea maybe we'll just not run it for a couple of weeks and see if people care you know, one of my last companies uh we did this thing we wanted to just redo our marketing completely so we stopped all marketing just cold cold pause and like webinars and things. no one said anything. <laughs> so we were like, um, maybe, maybe this isn't so bad after all. Um, and then we could quickly turn on something different, but yeah. So just finding out what, what they think. If you, if you don't do you, I mean, do you look them up beforehand or do you, I, I know them all. I don't have, a oh, guess. you know them all. I mean, actually that's interesting. I've, you know, I get emails all the time for people asking to be on my podcast and I usually ignore all them. And I have yeah. to say like the two times that I've done it, I've regretted it. Me too. So I think I'm over that also. I'm not going to, you're, you're helping me flesh out my show here. Yeah. Case. That's, that's what it's all about. The show is all about that. You know, so I'm not doing that anymore either. No more, no more people. I don't know on the show. No more podcast. Oh, that you don't know. Yeah. See, that's a, that's a high standard, but that's a cool standard. Yeah, I know. I mean, maybe like two people that I've let on that I don't personally have a relationship with, but I'm overdoing that also. Yeah. Now, what about meeting someone new? Like, I, I haven't met you before. We invited you on this thing. But if we knew you through somebody or through a friend oh, or, or somebody, right, some, okay. if we got pitched by some PR creep, I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a few. <laughs> There, some are better than others, but yeah, it, it's tough because they're incentivized to often just get someone on a show. I've, you know, I've had a marketing show and someone pitches me like someone in product, like dev development. They're like a developer. I'm like, what, what is the, 
you you're not even looking at a connection here you're just throwing a human at me yeah to have them interview not cool not cool so only people you know what what do you what is it what's the what's your purpose because i've heard a lot of people share different kinds of purposes for the show i mean my purpose um in life is to be a resource to entrepreneurs cool my passion in life is just helping entrepreneurs and sometimes I get paid for it. Sometimes I don't. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, sometimes you know, it ends up in a loan. Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. But our whole platform, I, I don't know if you know, Casey, I write a daily blog called an Omnisite. Yes, I get that. Cool. So I'm on your list. Most of the time, that has nothing to do with loans, right? So, which is sure. how, how we make our business. But um, my passion in life is helping entrepreneurs and if this is an additional medium or opportunity to do that, more, more power. Right. Okay. So it really supports that overall purpose you have. Correct. Helping entrepreneurs. Correct. So naturally, you would have entrepreneurs on and talk through things and other, other folks can listen. Sure. Um, sometimes the coaches come on, but don't you, you, sometimes you get the better stories than people that are like in there doing it. hundred percent. Like we did a theme of people who bought businesses during the pandemic. Or- yeah. That was kind of fun. It's different things. It's it's fun. I like it. That's very cool. It's very cool. So so describe it for me then. Um, you're logging into a Zoom and oh, you know the person already. So yeah. you're like, hey, how's it going, man? You just hit record and you start riffing. Yeah, that's cool. Well, after after I ask them to tell me everything. Right. Tell me everything, and they're like, oh shit, I'm on this show. <laughs> What's everything? You should say forty two. Is the answer. Forty two is the answer. Um, and then, sort of inevitably, do you even know what you're going to talk about with them? Do you have like an inkling of that, or it's just? I mean, I usually have an idea. Like we, 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 they, they make me and my team have the topic. Like well, I'm going to tell them what we're going to talk about. So yeah, especially because I know them or I know who they are, it's easier. I don't have to get debriefed on who who the person I'm talking to is. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um. Cool. And then. Do you find yourself in spots where you don't know what else to talk about? And is you just wrap it up at that point or do you? Yeah. If, if I'm getting bored of the conversation, probably the listeners are getting bored of the conversation. Right. So right. it's time to wrap it up. Right. All right, everybody. This has been. <laughs> All right. It's been great. Today's show is eight minutes, 33 seconds. <laughs> you know, and it's like a secret too, because anyone that goes and looks at either of our shows, if they look at the length of time, you'll know just how much we enjoyed that person. Uh, Don't no one give that away to anyone. This is, this is like a magic show. Only magicians must keep their secrets. So podcasters, we must keep that as a secret for only ourselves so that no one knows this. Um, It's like, I was on this, um, on this, um, our board, I'm on the president elect of EO and our board does EOS, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is a little bit too structured for my liking, but I understand why other people like it. And the facilitator was trying to like drag out of me if I'm going to accomplish 75 or 90% of a goal by the end of the quarter. And I needed to give her an exact number. So I told her I'm going to accomplish 83.74% of it. Did she write it down? She she doesn't know what to do with me. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for her to put that in the scorecard, like 87.23. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? 
if I accomplish 75% of it, that'll be more than it's ever done before. And if I accomplish 90% of it, that'll be amazing. And I don't know what percentage I'm going to accomplish it. But every time I make a commitment to do something, I do it. So just leave me alone. <laughs> That's why we're entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't like, who cares? Are you going to slap me if I do 74.26% of it? Like, I told you I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done now. Just goodbye. I can't imagine why you don't like accountability and micromanagement as a CEO. <laughs> no, I'm fine with accountability. I don't like micromanagement right. and I don't, and, and I totally understand what my weaknesses are and I, I get them and, and I try to put myself around people to supplement my weaknesses all the, all the time. Smart. So smart. But at the same time, like, don't impede on my creative space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to spend 10 minutes nego negotiating with me between 75 and 90, you're going to get a smart-ass answer, 83.47. <laughs> yep. I mean, there's so many other numbers you could have thrown at her. So that, that was probably the, the nicest answer you could give her. So, <laughs> so, so talk to me about this. Your show is, is wrapping up. You, you found like a natural place for it to end. And then what happens afterward? After the show's over? I mean, somebody on my team writes a summary of it for me. Okay. Which I then edit. And I don't have the time I would like to, but to listen to it, write the summary. So I get a draft or a summary and then I edit it. And that goes up as our army sites on Tuesday morning as we run once a week. Interesting. I, I hear you on, on, on one, I mean, the summary, um, one of the things I've been toying out, toying about with this podcast is maybe even doing a, like a recorded listen along, like go back and listen to my podcast, taking more notes that I wasn't able in takeaways and extractions. And, you know, people can hear the madness happening as I'm like, Oh, that was a takeaway. I wanted to remember because you're right. I mean, if you're so in the moment, it can be really hard. I mean, I'm taking notes, but it can be hard to, to capture all that. Yeah, like I think it's perfectly reasonable if somebody is presenting on an EO forum, if they want to, to ask to have it recorded. Because yeah. how, how can you actually absorb all that feedback and all those experience shares and all those you know insights and qualifying questions uh, on the fly? It's almost impossible. You gotta take copious amounts of notes Oh, oh, and if you're taking notes, you're not paying attention to the next listening, thing. right? Yeah. I've heard that before, where if you're writing it down, you're not listening. Do you take right. notes when you do your show with, with people? Never. Never. But I don't take notes very often. So. Okay, fair enough. Sure. I don't either, but I do I do actually write write some notes down just because you know, one of the things it does, it helps me figure out if there's a question that I want to ask you, I can circle back around to it rather than <laughs> interrupting you, you know? Probably smart, but I'm a terrible note taker. <laughs> Just be a bunch of cat scratches on a piece of paper. Kind of, sort of, yeah. So I wanted to shift a little bit toward you as the host and love to hear what you get out of it. Like, we understand, you know, there's some benefit to your company and whatnot, but personally, what, what kind of, what do you get from doing the show? I mean, I get to learn, I get to... I hope builds like tighter relationships with people. Like we're getting tighter today, Casey. We're getting to know each other better. Hundred percent. Right? 
So just getting the chance, you know, I might meet somebody and say, hey, you'd be a great guest for the show, but I don't know them that well. And yeah. hopefully after spending 20, 30 minutes, like you just get to know them a little bit better. Definitely. And you and I, after we talked for three hours on today's show. No, no, that's my ADD is kicking in. You didn't see that? You didn't see us book for three hours? Uh, no, no. I'm messing with you. But um, you're right, though. You're right. So we did a little prep call chat. We definitely get to know each other briefly enough so that I came to see your presentation, loved it, asked you a bunch of crazy questions, didn't cause too much trouble, I hope. And then <laughs> and then I feel like in this, and I, I met your amazing wife afterward at the at conference. And then this sort of helping cement it for me, where in my mind, you know, if people have questions about their entree type or, or loans, like this is, this is the conversation, the person to connect them to is you. Yeah. I love it. So that's yeah. part of why I like the podcasting. Yeah. It is definitely a cool medium. It was neat is people can then hear us making that connection, right? We're getting to know each other more and then people get to experience that. hundred percent. Right. Totally. Um, so that's the good news. What's the bad news? What's the challenge? Do you think do you have any challenges right now with podcasting? I, I mean, sometimes I wish there was a better feedback loop. Mm. Right. So, like one of the reasons I like writing my Ami sites every morning is that I often will get, you know, comments or questions or emails about them. I don't think I've maybe one or two gotten a comment or question or email about a podcast. So it would be fun if there was more of a feedback loop. So I'm kind of guessing, I mean, I hear when I'm out and about and meeting people, what they like, what they don't like, but if there was more of an opportunity to get feedback from listeners, I think that would be good. I definitely, I can relate to that. Um, The email, right? You just hit reply and that comes to you or does it get to you eventually? Depends. Depends. Okay. And then, but for the podcast, yeah, it's almost, it's almost too anecdotal sometimes where I'll have someone on LinkedIn say, Oh, by the way, love your podcast. And I'm like, Oh, well, thank you. This is fantastic. Do you have any feedback? Like it, and and you don't really know the exact person, you know, it's not like it's in a CRM somewhere where you know that this person's listening. You just know that there's however many people are listening. Heard it. Right. I just don't believe it. Right. Cause I don't know the names. So it's like, didn't that many people really listen to it? Uh, I don't really have any downloads. I don't know. Who knows? Hard to tell, but yeah. I like it. So, but a better yeah. feedback loop would be awesome. You're saying feedback loop from your audience. Uh, feedback loop from the audience would be amazing. Sweet. Very cool. Well, next question I want to do is get you now that we've talked about the right now, I love the project out in the future. Oftentimes you've got something like 75 episodes and that's a lot. That's like a year and a half worth um, just going regular style. You get to 100. Sometimes things change. I'm curious if you've thought about where this thing goes or if you're just planning on staying the course. So if I, if we talk again 50 episodes from now, what's the show look like? I, I, I don't know, Casey. So to me, podcasting is a new medium. I'm experimenting with it. I'm working with it. I'm enjoying it. Um, where exactly I think it's a, definitely a part of my social media strategy and my outreach strategy. Um, I have no problem filling up the show with guests. I have no problem finding and meeting and interacting with 
interesting people, but where exactly it's going, I'm not sure. Like it might, if it just stays the same, it's it's okay. But the technology might change, the media might change, more opportunities might come up. I'm not really consigliere and an expert on that stuff. I don't follow like trends in podcasting. That's not sure. like, it was never my aspiration to be like a major podcaster. I never really thought about that before. So I'm just kind of rolling with it and we'll see where it goes. Totally get that, man. Totally. It's the experiment of just seeing what happens and things evolve. Which is kind of like most of business anyway. It's true. It's true. But aren't those EOS people trying to make us more intentional every now and then? Doesn't work for They haven't cracked me yet. <laughs> you haven't signed up for an implementation yet? <laughs> no. hard, hard pass on that one, huh? Well, uh, as actually, I have, I have no philosophical problem with EOS per se. I do question people who think any one particular platform is a religion. Sure. And what is a religion is the best coach for you. That's a great fit. Not, not the platform. There could be an incredible EOS implementer and an awful one, or the same with scaling up, or the right implementer or coach for one company could be completely wrong for a different company. So it's, I think it's less about the platform and more about who's helping you through it. And are they a good fit for you? Wise words. Well said, sir. Well said. Just my philosophy, and that probably pisses off people who who sit on either side of the house, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully for them, it's not the the uh, slam EOS podcast, but maybe there is one. <laughs> well, no, it's just like I just don't get it. Like some people who just think EOS is like apple pie and god and country and like well you know i kind of think that but but, I, but you can't eat eos i mean i if you gave me the option i would take the apple pie right but it's people who some people are just like love apple or love pcs right true in, in the old days it doesn't it doesn't it it's in my thoughts or I think it's having a coach. We have a coach. We have a scaling up coach. Okay. okay. But having a coach is invaluable. Yes. But I think it's much more about the coach than it is about the particular set of tools that that coach is using. I'm with you on that one. I had a really good coach. Shout out to Eric Cruz. Um, oh, yeah. Walk me, walk me through it. So, yeah, I, you're right. You could have a terrible coach. And he's not using EOS. <laughs> that's that's true. He's not. So <laughs> not anymore. Go, right? Not anymore. So I'm actually talking to his team later today about some other stuff. So that's but that, 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 that's the point is that you had a great coach that helped you, and that's amazing. But I would argue that if that coach was using EOS scaling up or ABC or DEF or GHI, if he was the right coach for you, the tools he was using would be a lot less important than who the coach was. You know, I, I don't think I can argue that point. I think I, I almost wanted to, but I, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I mean, if the tools suck, then the coach can make up for it. 
so it's almost like tools are right for every situation and every company. And sometimes you got to morph and mold and evolve and change. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Well, what do you think? How, how, how do we do? You tell me, tell me everything, Casey. Tell me everything. (laughs) You know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated, right? For me, that question I'm still experimenting and I'm loving this and I am loving talking to people like yourself, no prep whatsoever. Then I have another friend I'd love to introduce you to Ethan. He'll read the guest book. He'll really think about it ahead of time, do the prep call, all the other things. But it's almost like there's that artistry to it where you just do your version of art, you know, do what, do what style comes to you in the podcast. My favorite interview question when i'm interviewing somebody yeah sit down we'll say hello i go it's a little bit like tell me everything i go hey casey tell me about yourself and i'll wait and one time i was interviewing for a sales job and he didn't stop talking for 27 minutes i timed it and when he was done i said thank you very much and i left but, and sometimes people get really flustered and then, then it's interesting. What do they choose to tell about themselves? What's important to them? It's a, it's a really interesting first interview question. You know, it's interesting you asked it first too. Um, I often ask it middle, midway through, because sometimes I've found when you ask it first, well, you're talking to people that know you, you already have a rapport, all good. Right. I sometimes talk to people that, don't know me other than the prep call. I don't feel like there's that trust yet, you know, but if I talk to an EO or like, boom, we're instantly let's go. But sometimes that, that other person, or, or I've been asked that question on a podcast with someone I don't know, brand new, no prep. And they get kind of the movie answer, right? They get the, I'm a technical communicator. I'm a marketer. Uh, I'm an adventurer. I'm a this, but then somebody asked me that halfway through. And I told, I, I was a magician when I was a kid, you know, and they got like the real juicy stuff. Yeah, there you go. Never know. So. Yeah, you never never really do know. It's interesting that way. Uh, question, do you, I know you're still experimenting, you're still learning and growing, but you have a good 75 plus episodes on your belt. Do you recommend other people podcast? How do you feel about that? And what would you say to someone who's been thinking about it, but they haven't started one yet? I mean, again, it depends what your objectives are, right? So I think if you are um, like, I mean, my personal brand is important to me. I like to have content out there. I like to keep fresh content out there. I like to be in the forefront of people's minds, okay? So in that vein, I think the investing in that I do and the time and all that for podcasting is worth it. Um, but there is some, um, there is some sort of method to my madness, right? And not everybody might have that same method, which is okay. I don't think it's for everybody. Not for everyone. It, it might be, it might not. It's just up to experimenting trying it out or not or experimenting trying it out playing with it seeing what works for you what doesn't and 
growing from it. I mean, yeah. it's kind of what it takes, I think. Love that. Well, hey, where can people reach out? They want to connect with you on... Sure. So they can reach out all at uh, multifunding, M-U-L-T-I-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com. Or if they want to, they are free to uh, email me at ami, A-M-I, at multifunding.com. Beautiful. And the podcast, where can they get that? Uh, check good it out? question. You tell me. Uh, Omnisites.com is the podcast. Right. And the newsletter. Uh, the newsletter, you go to Omnisites.com and you can sign up for the daily blog if you want yep. to. Daily the daily blog's literally um, meant to be a fun 30-second read every morning. Not, not more than that. Just give you a little nugget of an idea, something to kickstart your day with or something. And some days you might really resonate with it and other days you might not. And that's okay. Yeah, I, I can, I can vouch for that. That's, that's what I've experienced. And it's actually been refreshing. Sometimes you get those three page long ones and I just, I, I don't have time to go through this whole thing. This is a cool little quick nugget. It's fun. It's silly. It's not always, it's not, like you said, it's not tied to SBA loans every time. It's just, Sometimes a, you just little, have to laugh at yourself. A little chit chat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's part part of the idea. But fantastic. Well, my last question is: ice cream, love it or hate it? Mint chocolate chip, baby, dude. We should have brought that up at the beginning. I'm a mint there chocolate chip guy. Go. There we go. That's we find this like out at the other. end. That's why we like each other. <laughs> that's see. Now I understand why, and I didn't know until just uh, now. There we go. There we go. Okay, who has the best mint chocolate chip? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't pay that much attention, to be honest. Maybe I should. So. You know, you should because the other day I got some from Friendlies and it was terrible. So they're on my blacklist. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like they they just you know they just you know punch the. They just checked the box. They didn't actually try. It's terrible. Favorite, my favorite is the Mint Itzit in San Francisco. That's my favorite. Interesting. You know, um, Ben and Jerry's has a like a mint cookie. It's like mint cookie chocolate chip thing. We're awesome. checking out. Cool. I'll check it out. Cool. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on here. I've I've enjoyed learning and challenging ideas and just kind of hanging out with you appreciate you casey thank you so much and i'd love to talk to the people listening if you've learned something if you've gotten a nugget or two then share this with someone else that's thought leadership one person nine people three thousand people whatever get good information into other people's hands with that ami thank you so much sir you're a gentleman and a scholar oh that's my saying you can't use it anymore do you really is that your saying <laughs> I've, I've well then perfectly perfectly said all good buddy thank you very, very thanks much. man all right everyone this has been another exciting episode of creating the greatest show we will catch you all next time and next time doesn't have to be next week life's too short and we have way too much to talk about find show notes full of takeaways lessons and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com for more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might. 
work at it if necessary early and late in season and out of season not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour that which can be done just as well now pt barnum